The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com and everywhere else you go to get your podcasts. My name is John Boccasino. We are here on Believe, wrapping up the 2019 Buffalo Bills season, of course, which ended with Saturday's disappointing, heartbreak-filled loss in the wildcard round 22-19 in overtime to the Houston Texans, a game where Buffalo blew a 16-point lead. The Bills seemed in command, especially at halftime, uh, holding Deshaun Watson and uh, DeAndre Hopkins and the Texans' offense in check. The defense looked stout. Josh Allen and the offense were moving the ball up and down the field. Brian Dable was calling a great game plan, and then all of a sudden the wheels just fell off as only they could for the Buffalo Bills in their dubious playoff history. And unfortunately, Buffalo came up short. Their playoff win drought streak is still intact. The Bills have not won a playoff game since the 1995 season when they ended Don Shula's career with a 37-22 victory over Dan Marino and the Miami Dolphins in the wild card round. I guess the good news for the Bills fans is a couple of things. A, Buffalo still does not have the longest current playoff win drought. That belongs to the Cincinnati Bengals, who haven't won a a playoff game since the 1990 season. And uh, the Detroit Lions are second on that list. Um, But of course, and also the other good news is the Bills streak of four straight Super Bowl appearances remains intact. As Tom Brady and the Patriots fell in the wild card round, to Mike Vrabel and uh, Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. So uh, the Patriots are knocked out of the playoffs. Unfortunately, so are the Buffalo Bills. And here on Believe, we are here to get you through uh, this disappointing wild card loss. We will talk all about the game where Buffalo came up short. There were lots of opportunities, especially um, in the first half where some points were left on the board with Buffalo settling for field goals instead of touchdowns. And then the offense seemed to get bottled up in the second half. Uh, Deshaun Watson had been contained pretty thoroughly uh, by Leslie Frazier's defense in the first half. And then he came to life. DeAndre Hopkins 
who did not have a catch in the first half on two targets. He came to life as well, and Houston did just enough to advance in the wild card uh, victory. Again, 22 to 19 over the Buffalo Bills. Once again, we are here on the Believe podcast, breaking down Buffalo's disappointing, disheartening frustrating any adjective you want to use out there 22 to 19 loss to the Houston Texans in the wild card game a game that Buffalo clearly had in control in the first half uh the play calling by Brian Dable I want to give some credit to the offensive coordinator who is coming under quite a lot of fire uh, from Buffalo Bills fans the Bills really came out and set the tone and set the tempo against the Texans uh from the get-go that opening drive was just sheer genius from Dable. It was a nine-play, 75-yard drive that ended with a touchdown as John Brown connected on a 16-yard strike to Josh Allen, who, of course, hauled in the pass by himself. He was upended near the goal line and went in for the touchdown to give Buffalo a 7-0 lead. Again, this drive was methodical. There was a 42-yard quarterback sweep run for Josh Allen that set up the touchdown play. And, uh, of course, it was just great to see the Bills come out and be creative with their offensive play calling that led to a touchdown the Texans, of course, uh, responded and uh, and did drive downfield um, and had a big third down opportunity. But Taron Johnson had great coverage on DeAndre Hopkins, and that, of course, led to another Texans punt. Uh, the Bills really dodged a bullet a couple of times during this game. There was a uh, a game a, a play that should have been a pick six that Josh Allen threw into coverage, uh, but fortunately the Houston Texans defender dropped that pick six, so the score remained seven nothing at that point. And Matt Milano had a huge. Uh, rush up the middle and Trent Murphy came up with a big sack as Buffalo forced another Texans punt and then Buffalo was able to methodically drive downfield and just get points where they could and this was the story of the game getting field goals instead of touchdowns there was a huge uh, play in a sequence where Buffalo ended up getting a field goal to take a 10-0 lead on a big second down. Devin Singletary showing flashes of what he would do all game long for Buffalo. Went up the middle for a huge 18-yard run. And then there was a great deep ball that John uh, Brown hauled in off of Josh Allen that set up um, a field goal. There was a key moment where Josh Allen, the first of many of his close call fumbles or turnovers, of course, in the wild card round where he actually was hit sideways on a long run and fumbled the ball, but the knee was ruled down. It was the appropriate call out there, and that led to a 40-yard field goal for Stephen Hauschka and a 10-0 lead. And and this really, again, set the tone. Buffalo took a 13-0 lead into halftime because the defense was on fire. They were getting great pressure with the front four. Leslie Frazier called a terrific game plan. They held Deshaun Watson to under 60 yards of offense in the first half. There were no catches on two targets for DeAndre Hopkins as Tredavious White played him incredibly tight and incredibly competitive um, on the cornerback position. That was a great matchup to watch, but it wasn't just Trey White who was limiting DeAndre Hopkins. I believe the commentator said there were six different members of Buffalo secondary who at one point lined up against DeAndre Hopkins. And the first half, it was a shutdown. The player, affectionately known as Nuke uh, by his teammates in Texas, did not do anything against the Buffalo Bills defense in the first half. Unfortunately, it would be a tale of two halves as far as DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans offense was concerned. The only complaint I had about the opening half was Buffalo had one chance 
Um, it was a 40-yard field goal they settled for for Steven Hauschka, taking a 13-0 lead into halftime. But this might have been a, a foreshadowing of things to come. Buffalo, on this last drive of the half, there was a tremendous play, third and eight. Josh Allen throws against his body to Duke Williams for a huge third down conversion. The second third down conversion that Duke had on a pass from Josh in the opening half. And then Devin Singletary caught a screen pass to convert another third down to set the Bills up for this field goal. But there was an opportunity that Brian Dable and the Bills had towards the end of the half with 30 seconds to go. They had called a timeout. And then they chose to run the ball with Frank Gore instead of trying to move the ball downfield through a sideline pass or through an out pattern. There were things the Bills could have done to try to maybe get a touchdown there and take a 17-0 lead into halftime instead of a 13-0 lead. Unfortunately, the Bills got really conservative. This was a sign of things to come in the second half, and they took a 13-0 lead into the half. DeAndre Hopkins, no catches on two targets, uh, 60 yards of total offense for Deshaun Watson in the first half. It was an unbelievable uh, battle for the defense. Really did a great job. 81 net yards in the first half. Deshaun Watson sacked four times. And then the second half starts. And I want to talk a little bit about the play that was at the time disregarded because people, they, they call it the common sense rule. This official in black came running in off the sidelines. It was a kickoff to start the second half. DeAndre Carter fields the kickoff from Steven Hauschka, and he signaled to his team that he wouldn't be taking the ball, and he caught it, and he tried tossing the ball to the referee who looked at him and did not go to catch the ball. He let the ball, the referee did, fall to the turf, which to me signaled that it was a live ball, and he was not acknowledging Carter giving himself up. Jaquan Johnson, the rookie, runs down the field, picks up the football for a touchdown. The Bills are celebrating before the cameras, posing, thinking that they have a 19 to nothing lead. And after, and this was a scoring play. So under the rules of the NFL, all scoring plays should be reviewed. It should go up to a replay booth. And if necessary, you know, Al Riveron and his crew in New York City would rule whether it was a touchdown or whether it was not. Instead, the commentators said that there was this common sense rule where it was a common sense thought that the returner DeAndre Carter had given himself up and wasn't going to return the kick, and they overturned the touchdown in what turned out to be a huge, huge momentum swing for the Buffalo Bills. Instead of getting up 19, potentially 20 nothing, it goes back to 13 and nothing. But I want to dissect the rule on this touchdown and uh, Scarecrow on the Buffalo Rumblings website did a fantastic job breaking this down on buffalorumblings.com. And the rule book that is applicable here, as it turns out, it talks about what is considered a touchback when a kick was a kick was ultimately declared. And there's four options turning out towards uh, a touchback. Only one of them was in play regarding this touchdown play, and it's whether it's a downed or a dead ball. There's not technically a definition of what downed is in the NFL rulebook, so Jeff did a great job digging into this, and it turns out that DeAndre Carter did establish his possession very clearly, meaning that when he had the ball in the back of the end zone and he took a couple steps forward, it was technically considered a running play and a live ball until something else creates a dead ball scenario. And then... Instead of, he doesn't fall to the ground, he doesn't take a knee, and he does not slide. So the ball is still in play at this point on the kickoff. Then when he takes the ball and leans it forward and actually throws it towards the referee, 
that could have easily been considered an illegal forward pass, which would have led to a safety for the Buffalo Bills. Now, you could argue down the scheme of things, if they had gotten that safety there, maybe the Texans go for it on that fourth and one and kick a field goal instead of going for it, which would then give a four-point lead to Houston versus the three-point lead that they ended up enjoying at that time. And the Bills would have therefore then needed a touchdown to win the game instead of getting a field goal to force overtime. But it's just crazy that in all of this hullabaloo over the officials, there's this common sense rule that was broken in here where this official comes in from the sidelines who wasn't even one of the active referees and says it's common sense that he was giving himself up and they ruled it to be a touchback. I have never seen this type of play happen or be ruled before in the National Football League. It's disappointing that it cost the Buffalo Bills a touchdown. At the very least, you could be determined that it should have been a safety, again, because of the illegal forward pass element of it. But We have to move on from this. I am still reeling from the loss to the Texans. The officiating in this game, I felt, was atrocious. There were so many moments in the second half, especially, where you wondered what exactly were the Zebras, you know, seeing on the field. Deshaun Watson comes out after this moment and leads the Texans downfield for a touchdown. And they end up getting the two-point conversion where Deshaun makes an unbelievable acrobatic play, stays on his feet gets a two-point conversion, and it's 16-8. to Bills are driving on their ensuing possession, but Whitney Merciless, who was pretty quiet in the first half, forced a fumble from Josh Allen. Texans get the ball back. They score again. They get a two-point pass to Hopkins, and the game really at this point was up in the air. The Bills needed to find something, a rabbit out of a hat, to pull a comeback off because all momentum was with the Houston Texans. I don't know if you know it, but J.J. Watt returned from a torn pectoral injury in this game. A little sarcasm here because ESPN kept falling all over themselves to mention how great of a game J.J. Watt was having, what impact he was having on the field out there. It was actually kind of sickening, I thought, the fact that they were giving so much love uh, to J.J. Watt, who really only had one big sack, but they were clearly looking for storylines uh, to play up in this uh, this wild card game. And unfortunately for you know the Bills, um, they were just not able to, to pull out this win. Uh, being down 19-16, to 16, um, the Bills got in possession, uh, in a position rather, to force overtime. They took the ball over with about four minutes to go. Devin Singletary had a 38-yard screen pass with great blocking from John Feliciano. Josh Allen had a four-yard conversion run on a third and one to set up another first down. But then we started to see the panic with Josh Allen. There were two straight plays where he just did not know what to do with the pressure on him. The first was the intentional grounding when the pressure was coming after him on third down. He uh, threw a pass towards nobody. They called intentional grounding. The Bills were pushed back. Then there was a sack that happened that took any sort of chance of getting the Bills a field goal to force overtime completely out of the equation, and the Bills had to rely on their defense to get a stop to get the ball back one last time. The defense did force a stop. There was a key fourth and one play. The pressure got after the Texans. Deshaun Watson was not able to convert, and Buffalo gets the ball back one last time, again down 19-16. to And at this point, all of Bills Mafia probably has to say to themselves, they watched one play in particular where they go, what the hell is Josh Allen thinking? And it was the lateral that took place on that last drive of regulation. The Bills were very fortunate that this ball was tapped out of bounds and was a backwards 
uh, tap so that the Bills could maintain possession at this point and not give the ball up. But what is Josh Allen thinking in that moment, lateraling the ball to nobody in particular? Yes, you know, there was a teammate nearby, but it wasn't like this was the last play of the game and you're relying on a hook and ladder trick play to try to get downfield to get a touchdown or keep a play going in a miraculous setting. There was still a minute and a half to go at this point, and the Bills were only down by three. Josh put the season on the line trying to make a play that too often was not necessary. If he stays within himself and doesn't let the moment get too big, he realizes you don't need to be a hero and do this ridiculous lateral play. Instead, he makes another boneheaded decision. It did not come back to bite um, the Bills because they were able to uh, to get the ball back again. Dawson Knox was the one who on the lateral attempt was able to bat the ball backwards out of bounds to avoid the penalty. And Allen did drive the Bills down into field goal range and a forced overtime with a 47-yard field goal. And at that point, folks, I'm going to tell you, the Bills had no right to be playing in overtime. The Bills should have lost that game. Houston should have either converted the fourth down attempt or the Bills should have turned the ball over on the John, the Josh Allen inadvertent lateral. It seemed very fortuitous that Buffalo still maintained possession of the ball and had a chance to win this game. They force overtime. It's tied at 19. Then we get to the overtime possession. The Bills defense forces a three and out from the Texans and gets the ball back. And all Buffalo needs to do is get a field goal to win this game. They get a pair of huge third down conversions. One was a great pass from Josh Allen to Dawson Knox for a first down. Then there was a third down pass to Devin Singletary on a third and nine scenario that led to a first down. But unfortunately, this whole series fell apart. Josh Allen tried running a design quarterback sweep. The blockers were completely overwhelmed. They missed their assignment and Houston blew up the play which did not lead to a first down that it easily could have. There, if you look at the replay, there was a ton of running room in front of Josh Allen if he had just gotten the key block that he needed to. Unfortunately, again, that play was blown up, and Buffalo was not able to uh, to advance the ball and try to get that field goal. And then what happens is the controversial blindside block call that I completely disagree with, even though Cody Ford did lead with his elbow and his forearm to the face of the blocker. Unfortunately, um, there was a blindside block call that was set up on Cody Ford, took Buffalo from the extreme where they could have had a 54, 55-yard field goal attempt for Steven Hauschka. Instead, they're out of field goal range. They have to punt the ball back themselves. And this is where the season falls apart. The defense needed to make one more stop to give Buffalo a chance to win this game. Um, they could not do it. There were opportunities. Saran Neal uh, had a great pass rush to bring down Deshaun Watson, forcing a third and long, a third and 18. And on the ensuing play, the Bills bring two blitzers, neither Matt Milano nor Saran Neal. They both have Watson in their sights. Unfortunately, they could not come and bring him down. Watson displays his elusiveness. He spins out of the rush. He got hit by both Bills, both Milano and Neal got a piece of Watson, but I think because they both hit him, that allowed him to stay on his feet instead of falling to the ground. If one of them had hit him by themselves, he spins out of the contact, rolls out of the pocket, converts the third and 18 play, debilitating conversion for Houston. Kaimi Fairbarn drills the game-winning 28-yard field goal, and the Bills' playoff drought continues with a 22-19 loss 
to the Houston Texans. There's a lot to digest. There's a lot to process. We talked about it during the preview podcast. Would the season be a disappointment if Buffalo lost? And the answer is no, the season is not a failure. The season is not a disappointment just because Buffalo lost in the wildcard game. But it's the fashion in which the Bills dropped another playoff heartbreaker that is really going to stick with me and a lot of Bills fans all through the offseason. Why Brian Dable and the Buffalo Bills went away from their bread and butter being Devin Singletary, who had worked so efficiently in the first half and even parts of the third quarter, they mysteriously went away from their ace rookie running back in the fourth quarter and in overtime, instead relying on more Frank Gore runs. And outside of one long run, Gore was really bottled up on the day by the Texans defense. I don't understand why Frank Gore was relied on so much in the second half and overtime when Devin Singletary was proving to be quite explosive. I also don't understand why Brian Dable dialed up so many pass attempts in this game when Buffalo was having pretty good success on the ground. The other issue I really have is with Josh Allen on this one, and it's his decision-making. And Josh Allen, if you hate him, this game gives you more fuel for the fire. It tells you about his thinking, his decision-making, and some of the panic throws or decisions that he made under duress. He also made some incredible throws out there that show just how athletic and just how talented of a passer he is. The bottom line is if either John Brown or Duke Williams comes down with a couple of the throws, there were one or two throws in particular. John Brown was open in the end zone. Josh waited a split second too long. Brown couldn't pull in the catch that would have been a touchdown. The Bills settled for a field goal. Same thing with Duke Williams, who had a couple of drops on plays where those catches would have been you know, pretty highlight reel above average difficulty, but you know, just because it's not a guarantee he's going to make those catches, but he had chances to. And if he makes a big play, that extends the drive and gets Buffalo another chance to put touchdowns on the board and not field goals. Instead of getting the touchdowns that would have put their foot on the neck of the Texans and salted away this win, Buffalo had to settle for field goals in the first half and then got extremely off their game with their play calling in the second half. The defense, which had been great in the first half, was not able to find that magic in the second half. And unfortunately, the Bills lost a game that they were in control of for much of the contest and fall 22-19 to to the Houston Texans to end their season. And you can look at the blindside block call. You can look at the touchdown on the kickoff. You can look at the play calling. You can look at Devin Singletary not being used efficiently. This loss hurts. There are so many things about this loss that sting. The Bills should have won this game. In my opinion, they had every right to win this game, even though, again, like I said earlier, they shouldn't have been in the position to force overtime because of that Josh Allen lateral that was so ill-advised. But then the fates intervened. Dawson Knox bats the ball out of bounds. The Bills maintained possession, and they did force overtime. They should have had a chance in the extra session to get a game-winning field goal attempt, if not for the bogus in my opinion, blindside block call. And unfortunately, that blindside block penalty is called. It is enforced. The Bills could not get their field goal attempt, and they suffer this, again, very frustrating loss. I would have much rather preferred for to see Stephen Hauschka push a 54-yard field goal wide or at least be in a position to take the game-winning kick 
than taking this penalty from the blindside block and denying the Bills a chance to see if their veteran kicker could send them to the second round of the playoffs. All of these are scenarios that we're going to be dissecting all offseason long, including the future of offensive coordinator Brian Dable, what Josh Allen needs to do to further his development, what Brandon Bean needs to do to improve this offense. And by the way, what happened to Cole Beasley? I don't think he had much of an impact at all on this game. I think he had one or two catches, but if you look at some of the replays on the all 22 and on the replay of the game, Josh Allen missed Cole Beasley several times where he didn't see him running wide open downfield. And that wasn't because of pass rush because the Texans did not get a lot of pressure on Josh in the first half. I just think that Josh Allen got a bit nervous and a bit jittery in this game and wasn't reading through his progressions as well as he had during the second half of the year. And the offense took a stumble and the defense, which had been dynamite all year long, just could not come up with the stops that it needed to, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, They did get that stop in overtime, but of course the Bills could not capitalize with a game-winning field goal. So here we are. It's bittersweet. The Bills season ends in a wild card loss. Uh, They will not be moving on. The drought continues. The Bills have not won a playoff game since 1995. I feel your frustrations, Bills Mafia. I am still sick to my stomach over this game, over the close calls, over what could have been. But I'm telling you right now, we are here to get you through this on future episodes of Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. If there's any ideas you have out there for future show topics, what the Bills should do during the offseason, how you feel about this loss, what statement this says about Josh Allen and his potential, we would love to hear from you by finding us on social media. You can tweet at Buff rumblings is our main buffalo rumblings account you can also reach out to myself john boccasino i am at john b-o-c-c-a-c-i-n-o on twitter we thank you so much for checking out our podcast today this starts our off season of podcasts we will be on once a week during the off season and we'll be back next week with another episode of believe a buffalo bills fan podcast